Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Is there human passing discourse in Galarian? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think that there's discourse about that. Not that I well, don't think that people talk about it, but I don't think that they argue that hard about it. Well, okay. Well, here's the thing. Like, um, half half races, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some of them do have the ability to look very, very human. You know. Like, some half-elves have rounded ears. Um, some Azamar only have, like, a very subtle tell. Do you think that, like, there are people there who might argue about that the same way as there's, like, discussions about, like, um, you know, gender passing or, like, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, neurotypical passing, that kind of stuff. Maybe. Do you think there is also discourse with them? Or do you think that this is a world where... Uh, it like there is no need for it. I think that while there is like, because th- there is obviously like some in-universe discrimination against certain mm-hmm. races. Like I know that like orcs, half orcs, half orcs. Yeah, like half yeah. orcs have the um, tieflings, especially in um, in like. Uh- well, I think, honestly, it? everywhere. Let's be real. There, yeah. like, there's different reasons like people disagreeing against teeth things, but basically everywhere, no one is nice to them. Yeah, because they're considered mm-hmm. like they're close to like actual demons and, and, and fiends. Um, what if it's the reverse way? And what if there are some places where you are discriminated against if you look like a person? Let's say you are a goblin and you happen to look very much so like a human being will you get discriminated against? I think that people by just other don't goblins. think that you're a fucking goblin. Yeah, but like, other goblins would be like, this fucking guy, look at him with his long legs. Look <laughs> at his fucker. You know? I've never even considered that. That's your next character, Dave. Oh um, a goblin who gets bullied for being too human-like. Oh my god. 
That's that's any goblin um, who reads. Oh god. Uh, hey, oh, fun like, fact what for people. Dogs. Yeah, fun fact for people who aren't super into the Galarian lore. Goblins don't read because they believe it steals your soul. This is a cultural belief held by lots of goblins. Have fun. It's great. They also hate either um, dogs or horses. Boats. Uh, dogs because uh, they scout, like they compete for the same food, and horses because horses step on goblins and they're very afraid of them. Yeah. Which you know yeah. what? I feel that. Uh, do we want to do play you? some Pathfinder? Because um. Hmm? Do you feel that? Yeah, all the time. Fucking horses, man. If a horse stepped on me, wouldn't like it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, do we want to play some Pathfinder? Because we are about to start a brand new adventure, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> In the geographical center of the Isle of Cortos, there is a mountain range rising from its middle like a collection of stalagmites are the Cortos Mounts, among the most jagged and high peaks of the world. Towards their bottom, they are forested and bountiful, but as we go higher and higher, we find they are progressively barren and icy. To climb the Cortos Mount on your own is no easy feat, but to climb it with an army is all but impossible, and yet it is an impossible task that the Zulgath of Willowside find themselves doing as they make their way towards their master. Kirstrek is the first to hear of the incoming Zulgath force. A cunning historian and a summoner from a line of Zulgaths who retained the psychic might of their fearsome ancestors, Tothmar Kirstrek was not entirely pleased to hear of this news. It is difficult enough to get the forces that they have up the mountain already, and now they'll have to share their supplies with even more Zulgat, adding dangerous ingredients to an already turbulent mix of creatures, let alone the unusual allies that Sarvel has chosen. Nonetheless, she makes the preparations to help the Zulgat of Willowside make their way up the mountain to join with the main body of the crusade. A towering siege tower clanks up the sides of the mountain, pulled by wayward dinosaurs, egged on by Zulgat herd tenders. As they approach the mount of the temporary camp that the Zulgat have made, Sarvel Everhunger stands. One look at him explains why the Zulgat have thrown themselves to his service. He is a titan, a fiendish Zulgat monster, standing twice the height of any of his brethren, with runes carved into his flesh, unholy tentacles of Zevgavzeb growing from his back, fangs sharper than any blade, a scarred and gnarled hide so white that it resembles the bleached bones of a dead creature lying in the sun and the bones of men, monster, and everything between adorning his armor. He stares down at the incoming siege tower with cold fury in his eyes. Arskuva was meant to be different. Arskuva was meant to lead them to victory. He had given her a complex puzzle to solve 
and now she returned to him without an Aeon Orb, just like every single one of the others. How dare she? Kirostrak approaches Sarvel, bowing her head uh, submissively, fetters flapping where the spines of other Zulgat wave. Did Mount ever hunger? She says, avoiding eye contact with the furious warlord. We have... The Willowside Division has safely arrived. Sarvel does not reply. Instead, as soon as the siege tower comes to a stop, he marches forward, pushing aside any Zulgat foolish enough to get in his way. The warlord of the Zulgat stalks up the siege tower furious as he slams open the door, ready to demand the truth from Arskuva, only to find neatly packaged on the floor every single one of Arskuva the Nashers and Zashital Headtaker's bones arranged out on the floor one by one in order of size in descending order. Whoever did this clearly had a fun time doing it. Everhunger stares for just a moment before roaring out in a primal fury which causes each Zulgat within earshot to stand up straight, fearful what for what is to come. Everhunger picks up Headtaker's skull and stares into it before crushing it into a powder in his fist. How could this happen? Why has this happened at every turn? Our crusade is meant to be infallible, and yet every single one of those I have entrusted with power have fallen one by one. Who has done this, and how? As saliva flecks from uh, Sarvel Everhunger's jaws, a figure appears behind him. She is taking the appearance of a Zulgat for now, but everyone knows that isn't her true shape. She lets out a soft, witch-like cackle. Ever hunger. You know who is behind this, of course. You know that they are coming for you. What shall you do of it? Sarval stares at his most unusual ally. Fangs there. Of course. Of course. The Circus of Wayward Wonders, yes. They've been a torn in my side since the very beginning. Then where are they? Where are they? He roars. And as we fade out, pulling away from the siege tower, pulling away from the Zulgat encampment, and pulling away from Aslant Mox, the highest peak in all the Isle of Porthos. We must ask ourselves the question, where are the Circus of Wayward Wonders? Welcome everyone to Book 5 of Extinction Curse, Lord of the Black Sands. So, how's, uh, how are we doing everyone? I feel when you're a lord and also in the Black Sands. You know, that was pretty wild. Yeah. That was pretty wild. We see Willowside. The town is healing. It's been a busy few weeks, to say the very least. 
Royari, Ariato, and Volio. The two of you are arriving now, late in the evening, after your meeting with uh, the Circle of Stones. You have quite a journey in front of you. And it's a journey that the Circus of Wayward Wonders cannot accompany you on. So, as they uh, uh, discuss with you, you've come back to talk to your friends, say your goodbyes, and make your way off to catch up with them soon, you hope. <laughs> How are you all doing? Today has been interesting. Volio, you uncovered the truth about your patrons that they are the chaos snakes known as the Proteans, and uh, it's them who created Zevgavazeb in the first place, essentially. Mm-hmm. He's feeling conflicted. Yeah, and Royari and Ariado, like, I, even that aside, without that personal bombshell, you are leaving behind a circus that you know and love to go to a radioactive desert deep, deep beneath the crust of the earth in order to get back the last of the Aeon Orbs and save Willowside. That's the thing that's going right. <laughs> Ryari doesn't really like leaving the circus for anything. Like, being, going out to go shopping is not leaving the circus. They're in the same town still. Separating is not really their strong suit. Not quite. Ariana, how are you doing? Oh, she's mad about this entire situation. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't want to leave the circus alone. She doesn't want to go to a radioactive desert under the fucking crust of the earth. She's just not happy. (laughs) I don't blame her. Um, you are approaching Willow side. You are approaching the circus camp now, though. And um, as you approach, um, you can see that uh, the circus itself is, um, well, it's packing up. Like, uh, they, they can't stay here in Willowside forever. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's a Runk Runk who uh, gets you first. Mm-hmm. Um, as they kind of, like, uh, just come over and they flex at you. Uh, which is, by now, uh, code for, Hello, friends, I love you. Oh my god. They flex again. Hello there. They they wave, and they, they kind of smile at you. This giant clay golem dwarf. Mary comes over to, like... I don't know if they, know if they hug, but, like, pat him on the shoulder, and it's like, is this No, Rumper so... hugs you. Oh, hello! Okay. It's tight. <laughs> it hurts. I already hugs back. <laughs> Um, and she's like, is the circus doing okay? Is everyone packing up alright? Everything's fine. Runk Runk nods. Okay, good. Oh, god. <laughs> Briari pulls away, rubbing their hands down their face. Oh. They kind of point at your wagons as if it's like, uh, as if they're asking, do you need me to help you pack up? Briari pauses and is like, I feel like this is a conversation we should be having with the entire focus and not just one of you. 
Runk Runk nods. Uh, Runk Runk uh, offers the piggyback ride to whoever chooses it. Volio, I think. It, yeah, Volio I takes think... it. Volio takes it immediately. <laughs> well, you clamber onto Runk Runk's back, and Runk Runk holds you up. Um, oh, I've always wanted to do this, but no one's been strong enough. Runk Runk does a little squat. That is because you are Ooh. seven feet tall, there. I am seven feet tall. You approach the center of uh, the camp. Um, the ca- uh, the Flamboni sisters uh, are uh, smiling as you approach. Um, Advi uh, says, Hi guys, how was your trip? Did you get to talk to the talking tower? And Vila says, It's probably not a talking tower, Advi. But yeah, how'd it go, guys? Well... Invent. There's no stone. Yeah, you mentioned. Um, I'm sorry that you couldn't add another stone to your collection, Rayari. It's not that type of stone, dear. Do you ever pay attention? It's not that kind of stone at all. It's like for nature or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yes, that. Um. There were people there, though. Oh, sick! Were they nice? Yes. And they were, they'd been, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they seemed to be nice enough that they were. They'd been taking care of that tower. It wasn't as crumbly and old. Well, I mean, it was old, but it wasn't like visibly like rotting, like a lot of the other towers kind of were. Mm-hmm. This one was in good shape. Uh, as you're, like, here, I think the professor starts approaching, and, um, I think by now, as people are noticing you're back, more and more people are, like, kind of approaching. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, you know, hear what happened this time. You always come back with such wonderful stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think, uh, the professor smiles and, uh, kind of puts a hand on your, uh, back, uh, Ariado, and, uh, grins at this. Well, I, I hope your little adventure went well. Is everything resolved? Are you ready to pick up and uh, head out of Willowside at last? I'm sure you're happy about that, Mr. Volio. <laughs> um, we sure are leaving Willowside, yes. Uh, <laughs> do you, hmm. do you... Should I break it to them? Do you want to? What about you, I, uh, I can't do it. None of you want to. This is hard. I can do it. No. Volio, you, if you want to, you can, but I can as well. Um, I think Alicia Coppers. Whatever it is that you're talking about breaking to us, do you want to like, do it over lo- like dinner? Because we're about to like tuck in for the day. Yes, I'm hungry. Sure. Oh, my um, life is so hard. <laughs> so... Over dinner, you guys sit down to eat. Do you fill them in? Uh, yeah. You kind of let them know everything that happened. About how Willowside is dying at an accelerated rate. It was a wound that never scabbed over, left by the cult that lived here. And without that Aeon Stone here, it's getting worse. And the only way for you to 
save Willowside is to bring back the final Aeon Orb from the Black Desert in the Darklands, the ancestral homeland of the Zul'Gat, where the gr their wicked evil empire was once upon a time using the Aeon Orbs for some great evil. Mm -hmm. And I think as you are talking, like you can see everyone is getting more and more concerned. Um, you finish your story and I think Axel kind of clears his throat and he's like, So, you're all leaving for a while? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have to. Believe me, I asked if we could just take the one that they have, but they said no. They did say oh. no, and that did piss me off. So we have to go dark to a place of darkness and radiation and desert instead. Let's hope we make it back in one piece. <laughs> I think Dingo's eyes wide and says, Yeah, no, I really hope you do. That's, uh, I really hope you don't, you know, die. Because this mm. actually does sound, like, I know we're all joking and stuff, but that sounds actually dangerous, man. Oh, yes. This time it's a bit harder because we can't just say we've gone so harder because we haven't. <laughs> but we'll be okay. I think Zyrolal kind of like puts her hand, face in her hands and says, "You'll, you'll be safe, right? Like you'll, you'll make sure." I, I don't even know what to say. How long are you going to be gone? I don't know. As long as it takes. It's a good question. The thing is, is that we're going into the Darklands, which is already a fucking trek, and we're looking for an Aeon Stone. It's deep underground in a radioactive desert. So I assume that this is not a day trip. No. I think Damascus kind of like rubs his head a little bit and says, Bros, I'm... We can... We'll handle ourselves without you, bros. That's all I'm gonna say. We got uh, some new recruits. We got a uh, bro force wind over here and like Gale... Um, Gail certainly <laughs> looks excited, and um, Bro, Bro Marat and Vi Marat is also uh, just hand, like like gives a thumbs up to you guys. Mm -hmm. I think we were gonna hire those people from the casino, but um, the professor said that they were both jerks and not to hire either of them. They were stupid and dumb and idiots and mean to each other. The professor now says, "Yes, they were. Um, I did work with." him before Ginritz, um, and I'm not going to work with him again. He's not a That's team player. Fun. Yeah, their vibe didn't fit. Mordane isn't saying anything. She's being very quiet throughout all this. Mm -hmm. um, she's... She's sulking? You can't really tell. She's unreadable. Um, but Cubby kind of like comes up to you, Ariado, uh, and she's got Scarlet, she's got uh, Givzib, she's got everyone. And uh, Scubby kind of nods at it. When you come back, you make sure to tell us all about what you did, okay? Oh yeah, absolutely. His tail wags. I think Scarlet gives you a little lick. She looks worried. They hope that you don't meet another dog down there that you'll replace them with. Mm -hmm. 
One of you are replaceable. I love all of you. You're all of my babies. Yeah, but what if you meet a cooler dog than us? There are no cooler dogs than you. You can talk, and you are yeah, like but me. Yeah, but what if it's a magic dog? You can talk. You're already magic. <gasps> <laughs> I think the professor exhales and says, Right, well, everyone. We're going to continue as as uh, we originally planned. We're headed to the west of Kortos to perform in Diabell. And if we need to stay there for a week or two, we will. When our stars return, we'll meet them there. And he kind of turns to this. Does that sound good to you all? You do your thing and come meet us in Diabell later. Yes. I, I yes, sir. A... Um, Axel kind of flexes pathetically and says, By now, we'll be able to handle ourselves no problem. Like, you guys have really, um... <laughs> set us up for success, so we'll do great. While Axel is flexing, Ariado pokes him at the side. Ah! <laughs> stop! No, oh, man! Get his ass. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> yeah, I'll miss you guys too. All of you. Stay safe. No, I'll throw myself in the jaws of danger. I'll, I'll get kidnapped by Mistress Duskclad again. Oh, that sounds you. like fun! If you do, I'll have Dingo ground you. <laughs> oh, man. And for just a moment, like, it it feels nice to see how much the circus has grown since Aberton. And it feels scary to leave that behind for a while. <laughs> you guys enjoy the rest of your dinner. Um, you get ready for, uh, like, bed. Uh, before you're able to go um, to bed, um, Royari, you are cornered <laughs> by Mordain. Hello there. And uh, she, she puts her hands on her hips. She wasn't making a scene earlier, but she's making a scene now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, so what's the big idea, huh? What? She squints. Leaving, uh, leaving us on our own. Go play heroes. Gonna get yourself killed uh, all heroically, huh? Is that it? I am hero not, man? I am not going to get myself killed, and I don't want to be going to play heroes. It is just that no one else is playing heroes, and somebody has to make sure this... Uh, I'm sure, and you're saying he's not uh, some... Huge ego trip, uh, Royari, huh? Ego trip? I get enough of an ego trip being on stage. <laughs> huh. Like, she drops her sneer for a second, and she looks really genuine and says, I want you to come back safe. I'm not going to out myself in front of all the others, but I care deeply about you, Royari. Oh, could you say that into into a recording stick, please? No, but I can backhand you. Yeah. Oh. You are so very rude to me. Make me a promise that you'll come back in one piece. I promise. I don't have any plans on dying. 
I'm more worried about leaving everybody alone. Just don't let the hero stuff get to your head, huh? Oh, Remember I'll try that not before to. Before all else, you are royal, and that's what matters. How could I ever forget? I don't let anyone I else forget. I don't know, Royale. How could you forget? What? <laughs> I think she just kind of gives you a kiss on the forehead, Royale, and says, I'll see you in Diabelle, alright? I'll see you. She doesn't say anything else, but I think, like, just the look in her eyes says enough. Mm-hmm. Mordane leaves you to yourself, Royale. And you all get a good night's sleep. When about do you leave in the morning? Do you leave like before everyone else is uh, awoken? Do you leave with like um, a big cheer from everyone? What do you do? I don't think that they have the ability to leave without saying goodbye. No. Okay. Um, you wait until noon. You have lunch with everyone one last time before uh, you start um, making your way away uh, as uh, the Circus of Wayward Wonders bids you farewell for now. Um, as they're saying goodbye, uh, so you can see like Bolo in the background tearfully clinging on to... Um, oh fuck, what's his name? What's the robot's name? Mikado? Yeah, you can see you can see uh, Bolo tearfully clinging on to Mikado. Uh, before Meccano, leaving. Meccano's head like just slumps to the side. Um, he is still half broken and always. I'm so sorry, Meccano. I couldn't fix you. I love you so much. You're the only little bitch here. Barber, barber. Would you like some butter on your popcorn? Yes, I would. My God. So, do you make the hours-long uh, journey back to the circle? Uh, of empty stones. As you enter, um, the door is open again, uh, and this time there are more rooms. Mm-hmm. Unikite uh, kind of greets you as you uh, get to the door. Um, she is very warm and notably enthusiastic to see you here. She, beforehand there were just two rooms, but now there is a hallway which leads and as you enter, you see it is an immense library. Um, like, wall-to-wall books with a ceiling that spirals up to the very top of the tower. You can see there are more rooms off to the sides on different levels. Um, this is... All the other Aeon Towers have been completely abandoned. This is an Aeon Tower used to the full extent. Um, and, uh, you can see that, um... There are many other priests here. Um, you see a lot of them attending to several like indoor gardens, uh, some of which are just like hanging from the ceilings or like overhangs. Um, the whole place smells of old paper and the fragrance of flowers. Um, there are shrines to minor deities long forgotten, all of which has something to do with nature. And... Um, a lot of them, uh, these priests all kind of like smile very warmly at you as you enter. Um, it's a whole little monastery, and it looks like they really have been hard at work keeping Willowside safe for the last decade. 
without anyone even realizing they were here. She kind of like uh, get, like pulls, uh, make sure that you follow her. Says, "We are not stopping here. We'll go up to the next floor. Is that all right?" Sure. So it's uh, we fun. have a uh, okay. we have a buffet ready for you. Oh. Um. You are brought into the room, um, and it is a spacious stone meeting room. Uh, there's like a crystal pool in the middle. Um, this is a really fancy place. Um, there's a little like fish uh, in the pool. Everything seems lovely. And uh, she uh, kind of takes a seat. And there are a few other figures here as well. Um, first off, the most notice- noticeable is uh, one hell eats the eaters. Uh, your guide to the Darklands and a radical anti-demon lord, I guess? Uh, she's also a gub, which makes her a big fuck-off cave gorilla with a mouth for a head. Yeah. And, uh, she's kind of sitting here gug-gug-gugging away as she eats some bones, uh, which were uh, given to her very kindly. But there's a few people here as well. Mm. Um, an old, old man uh, who has a very dark skin uh, and a bald head but long flowing beard uh, completely silver there is a uh, young halfling lady um, who honest to god is probably like even looking at her you can tell she is probably one of the sweetest people you have ever met Uh, her Mm -hmm. eyes are like bright blue uh, and super optimistic um Honestly, this is kind of like a, a strange thing to say. She all she has very big um, Lalafell vibes. Interesting. Hmm. She she if you've played Final Fantasy fourteen, she's she gives she feels like uh, Tataru, except instead of a little uh, bard hat she has, uh, she's got um, little crystal blue um, lilies in her hair and a little flower crown. Ooh. And uh, lastly, uh, there is one final person, a very serious looking human man. And uh, Unikite, uh, the half-elf um, woman who is in charge of the Circle of uh, Stones, kind of clears her throat as she begins the meeting and says, uh, Welcome back. We've performed quite a lot of research since we've last met yesterday, and we have much to share with you. Go ahead, share. First, it has become clear to all of us that your task bringing together the energies of five Aeon Orbs in Arden's Sanctum in the Quarters Mountains is of dire importance. Indeed, it might be the most vital act for the Starstone Isles since Arden first raised them from the sea. Mm-hmm. The livelihood of every growing thing on the islands is in your hands. Oh, oh. The orb that once shone from this tower is gone, but we know of another. Aradin originally discovered six orbs. He'd brought five up from the depths, but left the sixth in its massive subterranean vault. If you can recover that orb, you'll have the five reflections you need. I know that your task requires only that you collect the orb's reflection, but we beg you to find a way to physically bring the orb here, where we can install it in this tower. I hope we that we have shown that we would be worthy custodians. 
but regardless of your choice, we will help you reach this last orb so you can complete your vital task. As such, to help further your goals, I'd like to introduce you to some of our my colleagues. Um, other members of our monastery who have, uh, shall we say, fields of research which you will find most prudent in your uh, in your uh, journey. Um, and gentlemen, if you don't mind. And uh, I think they all kind of like uh, nod a little bit and uh, begin to introduce themselves. Firstly, we have uh, the man, uh, the uh, old man with the beard. Um, mm -hmm. And he kind of clears his throat and says, uh, greetings everyone. My name is Zaga. I am an, a scholar and an, formerly an alchemist, but I have studied uh, the radiation of the Black Desert. I have learned much about the highly radioactive Blightburn crystals, which causes radiation, and have read a fragmentary chapbook called Firewalker's Travels that details the lucky explorer's journey from the surface to the vault of the Black Desert and back again. <laughs> uh, the little halfling uh, then kind of pipes up as well, and uh, she steps forward and uh, bows and says, uh, Greetings, everyone. Um, my name is uh, Nephilim, and uh, I am happy to be your expert in arcane and primal magic. Um, I was I am a graduate of the Magambia Academy, uh, and I'm an expert in Halcyon magic. Uh, I will be able to uh, put some enchantments on you to protect you on your journey down there. And she smiles just with this massive, massive smile that she's got. Oh, she's cute. She is absolutely adorable. Mm -hmm. um, the last man kind of exhales and says, My name is Sarah Sykes. I'm an expert on creature lore. I've studied threats that you might fe face in the vault. Cool. Um, and they all kind of like start bringing out their notes onto the table. And uh, Zargon clears his throat and says, if you don't mind, I would like to tell you what we've learned. Oh, please go ahead. Having studied ancient writings, we know that the Aeon Orb is in a massive underground cavern that holds the Black Desert. It is impossibly vast, more than 200 miles across and nearly a thousand miles wide. There is no sun there, but there is light. Dangerous green blightburn crystals twinkle from the cavern ceiling like poisonous stars. They emit a deadly radiation that suffuses the entire vault. You must be prepared to withstand the sickness it inflicts. The little halfling, uh, Nephilim, kind of like uh, chirps in now and says, A lush valley called the Cradle of Worms stands in the west. It is the only place where plant life can grow in the Black Desert. Ancient text says that the orb was enshrined in a pyramid called Zulkondr, which would explain why the area is so green, despite uh, the wasteland that surrounds it. Um, we know little of Zulkondr in a fragmentary journal called Firewalker's Tales, which um, Zargon here has. The location is described, but just kind of cryptically. And Zargon 
opens a scroll with his creaking knuckles and clears his throat and recites, The Azure Eye, the Sunken Titan, and the Crown of Teat each gaze upon the legendary Zulkundur, but none can see it complete. He shrugs. Continues. We're certain the things mentioned in the poem are landmarks or locations that can help you find Zulkundur. And, um, Unikite kind of nods and says, Uh, heroes, if you have any questions, we will be happy to answer them. I have a question. Uh, Mr. Zalgan, um, yes. how exactly do we safely avoid radiation? I'm already weird looking enough. I don't want to progress it. I think Zargon nods and says, A more normal man would not be able to survive the Black Desert. However, you, you three, you four even, have proven that you are not normal. You are superhuman. As such, we believe this might be enough to help you. And um, he kind of pulls out uh, a little box and uh, gives it to you, Volio. And Volio, you open it and uh, you can see that it has eight vials of major antiplague. Um, it will, uh, these are basically little potions you can drink to help, uh, cure disease, which you're gonna need. Eight. This is all we could get you. This in itself cost us thousands of gold to create, but it certainly will not be enough. You will need to ration this, and you will need to be careful with how often you drink it. And if possible, you will need to acquire more ways to protect yourself from disease. Of course. Okay. Um, (sighs) Any other questions? Nephilim asks. She's... Everyone else is very serious. Nephilim is just... She's happy to see other people, I think. (laughs) God. She's perfect, so she's the only good one. <laughs> yeah, everyone else here very, very neutral. She's very good. Hmm. She's here to help people. Mm-hmm. She likes plants and flowers. True. Rare is like, so these potions will keep us safe from the radiation, but we, but they're not enough. And we'll need to find more things that help with disease. Right? Do you have any advice on that? How to not die of radiation poisoning? Nephilim kind of rubs her chin and says, Well, knowing, um, looking at uh, you, I can tell that at the very least, um, our friend the barbarian and our friend Dagog will both be sturdy enough to withstand the radiation fairly well. You two, you're going to need to be a little more careful. Overall, though, really it comes down to the fact that you are powerful adventurers. Other people, people our ability would succumb almost immediately. That and the fact that you, uh, at least some of you have uh, reflections of Aradim in you, should be enough to help. Right. Well, um, something. 
How long would you say would it take us to reach the Cradle of Worms? I think it's again Nephilim who pops up when you say this. And she says, well, the Vault of the Black Desert is weeks, maybe months away by foot. And few passages underground are safe. So we're going to teleport you there. And she kind of claps her hands together all excitedly. I see. That being said, the Blightburn crystals that permeate the vault make teleportation erratic or even impossible. The closest I can get you is a cavern called a cavern called Crystal Hall, some 50 miles away from the vault. I've only seen it in divinations, but it looks very pretty. Um, and I think Sessite interrupts here and says, From Crystal Hall, you'll follow a long passage leading to the vault of the Black Desert. It's a journey of a few days, but it's much better than a few months. Um, and I think um, Unikais points at uh, Volio's finger and says, That on your finger... Is that a ring of stone shift? Oh, and he puts his hand up. He's like, oh, might be. Uh, and indeed, uh, the ring that you took from Tasaka is there. Mm. Um, Would you like to try it on? I think Unikai shakes her head and says, Nephilim. And Nephilim nods and says, I can attune this to Crystal Hall with a special ritual. Ooh, uh, go ahead. You'll be able to travel to and from Crystal Hall, uh, which is much more than 100 miles away. Uh, and transport up to a dozen willing creatures uh, who are touching at least one other traveler and uh, bring extra-dimensional spaces. Uh, That means, basically, we can teleport you down into into this vault and you can return anytime you so choose. Although, you'll need to return to Crystal Hall to get back out. That's fine. Um, That's a good friend. Can we do that right now? Well, actually, if you give me the ring, uh, it'll take me about ten minutes and we can start. Volio tosses her the ring. She grabs out here and she very excitedly dashes off to start working. Zargon kind of, like, uh, turns now uh, and he says, uh, Any further questions? So when you say that we might need to find other things other than the potions to help sustain us... You really think that there are things that can help in a place full of radiation? I think Sessite nods and says, The answer is ultimately yes. Surprising as it may seem, the Black Vault is not uninhabited. You will actually find that there are many, many societies and cultures which live down there and have their own ways of avoiding the Black Vault. Some of these creatures will be... All of these creatures will be dangerous. And I think, like, uh... He shoots a look uh, towards, um... Helg, who just kind of, like... She doesn't really emote, but he says... The entities you will find in the uh, vaults of Orv are not typically friendly. Cave worms fungi, far stranger creatures. You'll find most likely groups of uh, people who have evolved to live down there. It's from these people that you will find more sustainable ways of avoiding the Blackburn radiation. 
but they don't tend to take kindly to surface dwellers, so you will need to be extremely careful. Okay. And I think it's at this point that finally Hell interjects and she's like, you mentioned a Shagat. I think all of them look when you mentioned that. My brain was protecting me from that. <laughs> yes, Sasai continues. Rumors of this creature are the most worrying of all. The texts call it Ifdasium. Descriptions of it are muddied at best, as we are aware of no one who has encountered it and survived. Sources agree that if you hear a burbling, maddening cry, you should run and not look back. Oh, well, of course. From what we can tell, it is indestructible. Completely unkillable. What? Cool. You must not engage with it. To do so is suicide. No. Helg just kind of grunts and goes go 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 kind of crankily, mm. and I think um, she la- she finally exhales. Can we at least have this journal you have, the one that was uh, helped you learn everything? Go go go! And Zarin's like, that's such a rare book. <laughs> Our lives are rare. It's true. I am a I am a very unique individual. How many people do you really think around here are like us? Who the fuck else is gonna go down there, huh? I don't think you can find another adventurer like us, powers, or anything, just walking down the street again within the next, what, two days? You're also asking an extreme amount from us. You're lucky we agreed, especially when you told us that the air all that was here is somewhere else currently, and you know where it is, but you just won't tell us. Unikite, I think, speaks now and says, You will understand that there is... Yes, you are correct. And we are... We are asking much of you. Zarkon, hand over, hand over the book to the adventures. He's like, oh, as he gives it to you. Volio's gonna put. Volio's gonna make a mental note to dogfold all of the fucking pages just to piss me off. <laughs> evil, evil. Um, He's mad. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. Um, I think finally, um, Nephilim comes over and says, "I have successfully committed, uh, finished a ritual. Um, with this, you should be able to teleport directly to the crystal, uh, crystal hall." and begin your journey into the Black Desert. It's so exciting, isn't it? Yes! Sorry. Mm-hmm. Great, I can't fucking She slides the uh, ring onto your finger, uh, Volio, and says, all right, now all you have to do is activate the item, and uh, down you go. Oh, how many times can I do it today? Three times per day. Okay, I was about to do it for fun, but I'm not gonna do that. Helg comes over and grunts us. Let's begin our descent. Gunk, gunk, gunk. Okay. You guys all ready? Yeah. As ready as she'll ever be. Where he fixes his hair. 
Volio makes sure to use the little clown room before they go. Do you teleport down, out from the Isle of Portos, deep beneath the crust of Galarian, and into the Darklands in Crystal Hall? Unfortunately. If we have to. And so you vanish. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Do you want to make a podcast, but you're just not sure where to start? Do what we did, and try out Anchor.fm. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. For one thing, it's free. There's also tons of uh, creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It'll distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even some places I've never even heard of. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So, yeah, you want to make a show? Go for it. Download the free Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM to get started. We now return to Dice Will Roll. It happens in just a flash. And then you are somewhere else. And it's an interesting somewhere else. Um... As the light fades, you are... Well, this place is called Crystal Hall, and it makes sense because... There's crystals. It's a hall. The sparkle of thousands of colorful crystals illuminate this spacious cavern. Strange echoes fill the air, and even the faintest drips of water and whispers of invisible air are amplified a thousandfold. A sound strangely reminiscent of wind chimes permeates the chamber, producing a mournful melody. And um, as you all look around, Helg kind of drops your hands, uh, Volio, and I guess Ariado was beside you. And she looks around and says, What an interesting cavern. I have never seen crystals of these exact formations before. There's something strange about them, though, would you not agree, gug gug gug? They look a little funny. Yeah? Um, and with that, she just starts walking away ahead of you all. Okay. Like, she's just... She's just walking on. I like her. Oh my god. (laughs) I think Rayari is just like, well, we're fucking underground now. I'm claustrophobic. Oh dear. I (laughs) don't like this. No, that's fair. We should probably find a way out then. Maybe follow Helg. I think Helg turns to you and she's like 20 feet ahead of you all. And uh, as she turns and starts speaking, she says... What? She puts her hands on her her hips and like squints at you and says... What the fuck? Helg, I don't know what you're saying. She steps closer to you. And as she steps closer, she's like... He said, I can't hear you, guck, guck, guck. Oh. Helg, I think said for the far apart, we can't understand each other. She pauses, and she's like, Barbarian, stand 15 feet away from us and speak. Aye, aye. He goes over here. Uh, Volio, as you are walking, suddenly, uh, when she waves at you for speak, and you call back, Royari and Ariado, what you hear from Volio is... Hell claps her hands together. 
and this giant gog looks thrilled to have discovered this. She's like, How fascinating. It would appear that the crystals here seem to amplify and garble sounds. We'll only be able to hear each other if we are very close to one another. We cannot rely on this cave to bounce our, our sound waves accurately. Oh god. Rayari holds on to Ariato's arm and is like, do not go far away from me. Uh, if we're gonna have to stay with the group, I'm not going far. <laughs> uh, you know who does move far? Helg, she just walks on ahead of you all. Oh, goodness. Oh, my fucking god. Walking. She seems to be intent on, like, being 20 feet ahead of you at all times. Not a very good guide. No. So as you're all walking through Crystal Cave, um, I think now is a good time to quickly talk about how you've all leveled up. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, we did. Yeah. You're all level 15 now. What's up with that? We'll start with Dave. Dave, you're level 15. What's up? Well, um, I kick your ass. Oh! <laughs> um, well, my. I, I brought my diplomacy up to be. I'm, I'm legendary at that now. Yep, you're finally legendary. The best at any uh, skill you can be. Nice. Briari's just really good at talking circles around people. Mm-hmm. Um. And. Um, and then I got. I got, um. Keen Flare. Mm hmm. Uh, and what does that do? Which means means that you have to worry more about me doing insane damage. Uh-huh. Because uh, a 19 is now the same as a nat 20. Which means you're going to get double as many crit cards as you normally do, which is terrifying. <laughs> Great um, for me. And uh, you also got a general fee at this level? Yeah, I got um, incredible investiture. I just can have more magic items. Which is good, because you've got a lot of them. You collect Aeon Stones. I sure do. Rayari would collect them even if they, even if she couldn't use them all at once. Mm-hmm. So. Um, on top of that, you did get a bonus to your damage from greater weapon specialization. Uh, a boost yeah. to your speed, thanks to um, vivacious speed. So you now move 60 feet per round. In a really single do. action, which is insane. Yep, I do. And uh, you also boosted up some of your uh, ability scores, right? Yeah. Um, I think it was um, charisma, strength, dexterity, and con, maybe? Mm-hmm, that's right. Very cool. You're getting better and better every day. Um, Ritz, what's up with Volio now that he's level 15? Who's Volio? <laughs> It's the clan. Oh, right. Oh, right, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is now legendary in deception. <laughs> yeah, and do you want us to talk about the skill that uh, the skill feat you got to go with it? Do I? Do you want to keep that a secret? I do. Everyone else knows, but I'm going to keep that a secret. Yeah, the audience the, uh, doesn't know, and we're going to really, really catch them. I just think it's a funny feat. <laughs> it's a very good feat. It's a rare one that you let me have because it's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, I got ability score boosts. Uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, strength, dex, con, and intelligence. So I'm really sexy at those now. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I take? Oh, something to do with Will. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you know uh, how Volio can just shrug off fortitude saves and say, go fuck yourself, that's a crit? 
He can now yeah. do that will, will saves. Oh, fun. Yeah, fun <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. Fun um, and lastly, but certainly not leastly, Ariato. What's up? Level 15. How's that treating you? Uh, great, considering I can have level 8 spells now. You can have what? Level 8 spells. Oh, goddammit. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to surprise me with those, I assume? Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> you will. Um, what else you got? You're legendary in something now? Ah, uh, yeah, legendary in Intimidation. Fuck. You're going to like the hoops and hurdles that I did for this. So, for my general feat, I took... Ancestral Paragon. Okay. Which gave me an ancestry feat. Okay. So I tapped into... The human, uh, the human feats. Okay. And I got natural ambition. Okay. Which gives which... me a level one class feat. <laughs> which gave oh my me. God. <laughs> yeah. Which, which gave me dangerous sorcery. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. What's up, dude? So, uh, whenever I cast a spell, if the spells if the spell deals damage and doesn't have a duration. Uh, I gain a stat bonus to that spell's damage equal to my spell's level. So if you cast a level 8 spell, you do an extra 8 free damage no matter what. Yep. That doesn't That's sound so like much until you look at it and consider that basically, yeah, I add an extra DX and I always roll max damage, which... That shit adds up. Yeah. That shit adds <laughs> up. Yeah, it will. <laughs> okay. Um, and also I assume you boosted up uh, like uh, your skills and or your... Uh, ability scores, right? I am looking at your 22 charisma and grimacing. <laughs> that was from Nocticula. <laughs> y you shouldn't have 22 charisma until level 20, my man, and here you fucking are. That's fine. Everything That's cool. everything went into the other stats, so I, uh, I upped my strength, my dexterity, my con, and her intellect. Oh, awesome! Which means that you got a new language, right? Yeah, she had Volio teach her undercommon. Fuck <laughs> yeah. At last, you've been putting in so much study. You even practiced with those gugs that one time. Remember how well that went? <laughs> God. Um, Finally putting my skills to practice. Awesome. So, um, with that in mind, you guys are all going through Crystal Hall. Um, it's a winding corridor. Uh, Will lock going on. As you're kind of, like, uh, walking, suddenly, uh, Helg, who is quite a bit in front, uh, in front of you all, uh, flinches. And out of nowhere, she just breaks into a sprint, like, swatting the air and, like, letting out noises, but you can't really hear them because they're warped by the tunnel. But you can see she seems to be in pain. Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> Volio's gonna run towards her? Okay, Volio, as you were running, something shoots out of nowhere and stabs into you. Ah, ouch. Hey, Volio, does a 41 hit you? Yeah, it does. Um, Just a hit, though. That's 35 uh, piercing and acid damage, and Volio, out of nowhere, something shoots into you from the side. Ooh, ouch. And it I, seems ouch. to be a mini acid arrow. Ooh, my skin. And uh, Helg is, like, letting out warped noises. Um, 
Ariadu and Royari, you don't see what's happening to them, but you see that they're both in pain, and they're both letting out a lot of... And like, huh? Uh, Ariadu's gonna look around in the room to see if there's anything <laughs> wrong. Uh, make a perception check. Okay. And roll initiative, actually. Everyone roll initiative. Okay. Okay. Well, I actually don't. Perception and initiative, I guess, would be, uh, 39. Oh, very good. Okay. Volio? 27. A 27? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Ariado, you go first, and you actually do see it. Nestled in among the crystals is a very sophisticated little machine. A fucking turret. Which is <laughs> shooting acid needles at everyone. And you okay. haven't entered the, you haven't entered its line of sight yet, like Helg and Volio have, but um, it's taking aim at them. You have three actions. What do you do? Uh, where exactly is it? Is it like on the other side of the cave? Um, yeah, it's uh, at the very uh, back end of the cave. Okay. I think she's just gonna shadow blast it. Okay, cool. Try Go to at it. least, like, destroy it, hopefully. Okay. Um, it needs to make... I'll make the thing... Can it make a will save? <laughs> it's a turret. Uh, no, it can't. It is a turret. Can it make a reflex save? <laughs> it can make a reflex save. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is going to be a 16 plus 22. That is a 38. Okay, it saves, so it takes half of 5d8. Uh, 28 plus, it's a level 5 spell, plus 5, so 33 damage. Okay, uh, it takes that damage, but Ariado, it kind of just, you launch an attack at it, and uh, it makes a really weird noise um, as it passes by all these crystals on the walls. And just kind of knocks it over a little bit. Um, but still... It's still, like, in action, you know? Okay. You've got uh, one action left. What do you do? Ariana's gonna cast Message on Volio. Okay. Good call, because even if he's not close to you, you know that he will not be able to make it out otherwise. Okay. Um, she tells him... There's, there's a, a turret, turret on... The other side of the cavern. Come back towards me, quick. Please love you. I respond with the ow, ow. Okay, love you. Um. Oh God, help! It is now the acidic needle launcher's turn. And it lets out a... And it starts fucking shooting. Um, and it's going to shoot at Helg. That's a 42 to hit, which is going to be 37 damage to her. She lets out a... Uh, which kind of echoes and reverberates through the room. Um, and she's stumbling a little bit. Uh, it's then going to pivot at Volio. And Volio, uh, that is going to be a... Uh, Holy shit, that's a 51 minus 5, uh, that's gonna be 46. 
That's a crit. That's a crit? That's a crit. Um, that's gonna be, uh, 37 times 2? Um, that's gonna be, uh, 74 damage volume. As it just fucking shoots you, like, right in the heart. Ouch. And it starts, like, melting into you. Ah, it hurts. <laughs> um, Volio, it is your turn. Oh god, what do you do? Um, Volio's gonna see if he can grab Helg and get the fuck out. Uh, um, she's, like, a distance away from you. She's, like, maybe 10 feet. You still can't even make out what she's saying very well. What do you do? Are you gonna grab her and run? Yeah, he's gonna run towards her, grab her arm, uh, and just, like, shout... Uh, um, let's go! Uh, and just try and drag her out, even if uh, she can't hear him. As, um, you're dragging her, and, uh, she says, HALT! NO! Uh, LET GO OF ME, CLOWN! THE PERPETRATOR uh, IS ESCAPING! GO GO GO! What? And she the points! What? She points! And, uh, there is, in fact, movement, uh, deeper into the cavern. <sighs> do you want to drag her back anyway, or do you want to go give chase? Uh, hmm. Folio literally can sprint after them. Yeah, I know. He's gonna turn back to Ariato and give give Ariato like a like a peace sign. Ariato <laughs> <laughs> looks back at him like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then he sprints away. Folio. <laughs> He's gonna chase the movement. Okay. Um. <laughs> So, are you going to charge through these glowing crystals uh, towards this figure who is <laughs> sprinting away as well? Yeah. Um, okay, are you using Furious Sprint? Yes, I am. Okay, how many actions? That takes two actions? How far does it take you? Okay, you start up to five times your speed. Oh my god. Yeah, you're going to catch him immediately. Okay, good. Cool. Um, Volio, you run! Like fucking dash through the cave! And, uh, you grab at the little guy, and you get a good look at him, and you're not sure what his deal is. Um, he's a... He's a guy? Maybe? Um, he looks like a human, but, like, he is wearing, like, tattered gray and black robes. Um, kind of like a stereotypical thief. Um, with a hood up and, like, a scarf that's covering his face. Um, he's got kind of, like, dwarf-like proportions, but his skin is, like, completely grey, and his nails are kind of sharp. Uh, but he's mm -hmm. covering as much of his skin as he can with, like, robes and stuff. Uh-huh. And, uh, this guy lets it out, as you grab him. He's, like, tackled him to the floor. Yeah. Um, and he looks up at you, and he kind of, like, says some stuff in a language you don't quite know. But it sounds very panicked as he's like, um... I'm feeling dead, David, I'm treating you can just have to be a bit happy! Volio's gonna, uh, he's gonna start speaking in undercommon just in case he speaks it. Uh, but he's like, shut up, who are you? Um, he just spits at you. <laughs> he's trying yeah. desperately to get away, he's got tears in his eyes. He's not letting him go. Royari, it is your turn. You have Panache. Uh, Volio has dashed off to the other side of the cave. Helg is also running to the other side of the cave. But there is, like, a machine which is shooting acid. Can I disable that? 
Uh, yeah, do you want to run up to it? Because you could get there in one action because you're a great, great speed. Okay, Royari, you sprint up to the, uh, to Acid Needle Launcher thing. Yeah, it, it's there. It's, uh, loading up its next volley of Acid Needles. Um, what do you do? I'd like to disable it. Okay, do you want to use a TV check to try just kick it a couple of times with your healed boots? Oh, yes. That is a 38. Okay! Royari, kick, 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 kick! This thing falls to pieces. It's not very well put together at all. Oh! Finally. That's handled. This is so fucked up. Yeah. You can literally reach. Like, Volio had to use his cool sprinting. Royari, you can just get there in one action. Royari's like, well, I have nothing else to do. Hello, Volio. Hello, stranger. Hello. Can I help you, dear? Yeah, this little guy's fucking squirming. He's like five foot tall, um, kind of stocky, and he's like waving all over the place. That's the end of your turn. It is Helg's turn, um, and she kind of charges over, uh, and she stands uh, before this guy and uh, raises her hands as she says, Foul creature, you have met your doom! And she starts casting a spell, which will fucking kill this guy. You can tell. He is not that high level. There's no reason to murder. Hell, wait. Uh, Hell, stop. Uh, Rayar, do you want to make me a diplomacy check? Yes. I'm using my hero point because I rolled in that one. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. That's a 17 plus 30, so that's a 47. Yeah, that's a crit. Um, you say that, and she kind She pulls her hand back and snarls and just, like, kind of punches at some of the crystals angrily. Um, and as her turn, she's fucking mad. Um... We do not need to murder. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it's so hard. Um, Ariado, it is your turn. Um... Oh, the, the gang is dashed to the other side of the cave where they've apprehended a man. Well, she's gonna go over considering the thing is disabled now. Yeah, the, the launcher is disabled. You can get over. You rush over? Yeah, she just she just rushes. You It took you uh, all three of your actions to get there because it's a long, long cavern. Um, okay. But you can now see him. He's here. Oh, oh. Hello. And he's squirming. Um, and he uh, shrieks out, um, I'm sorry I don't speak that. As he's uh, yelling out, um, out of the corner of your eye, Royar, you see something. Yes. Another one of them. Shit. And he's got a big, big crystal in his hand. And he takes that crystal up, and he throws it down. And everyone needs to make me a fortitude save. As it explodes into such bright light, it could fucking burn your eyes out. Okay. Alright, that is a 30. 36. That is a 39. Okay. You all fail, I'm afraid. What? And that's going to be 20d6 fire damage. 
What? That's 66 fire damage to everyone as this thing just explodes and... Well, okay, Vol, you take half of this because you are juggernauts. Yeah. Um, but certainly the rest of you all take 33, uh, 66 fire damage. You are all blinded, though, for one round. Uh, as you all hold your eyes, you're like, oh, fuck! Um, and he shouts something out of you, which just kind of says, um, which you can't really make out because, yeah, fuck him. Um, and the guy on the ground, uh, dashes off as well. Um, able to squirm out from your grasp, now you're blinded. And the two of them are just gonna run the fuck away. Volio, it is your turn. You are blinded. But the guy, you felt him getting up, and then you don't know where his footsteps went because sound is terrible here. Cool. I think you all probably are completely unable to follow them for a second. Because they, you don't... You can't rely on your sound here uh, to tra uh, trace them, and you have lost your vision for a round. So they have a huge head start. They've vanished. Um, we'll say we skip around, and Volio, it is your turn again. Uh, where the fuck did they go? Uh, Volio's gonna take a wild fucking guess and say they went down this way. Yeah, there's only one real tunnel this way. Like, all the other ones are dead ends, and you can see that much. Yeah, and he's furiously sprinting. Okay. Uh, Volio, you can fucking sprint as fast as you can after them. You can only go in a straight line when you're furiously sprinting. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think if you use all three of your actions, you should be able to catch up with them very quickly. Yeah. So, Volio, you fucking barrel down this path through all these crystals and stuff. Um, and, uh, as you are running, you see them both. Um, and there's a third one! God damn it! Um... Fuck it, damn it. And as the third one is, uh, there, uh, he is throwing down a box on the floor and spills out a load of other crystals onto the ground. Mm. And that's what you've got. It is Helg's turn, and Helg roars and, uh, says, Why did you make me stop? We could have killed him! Gah, gah, gah. And why would we kill people without speaking to them? Because they, they had an acid meal launcher! Gah, 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 gah. And they were probably afraid of us! They should be! Gah, gah, gah. Oh my goodness. Here is the thing. I literally... I... my entire... I don't fight people without telling them to stop first. Uh, and I'm not you. gonna let you Oh dear Oh yes, I'm very stupid Call me a bimbo Anyways um, She's running I do. She just dashes off into the cave uh, Gugging oh. as she go <laughs> And she's not able to catch up in time But she is like running that direction uh, <laughs> uh, Rayari looks at Ariado and is like Nobody ever listens to me <laughs> I She's new to the group. She doesn't know. That's fair. Um, Royari, it is your turn. You are fast as fuck. It's true. Um, Royari is gonna follow right after them all. Um, follow me, dear. And then runs way too fast. Well, um, <laughs> it's one action. I literally think. Wait, actually. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I was. I have, I, I've run at 60 feet, actually. Did you know that? 
Yeah, you do, yeah. especially when you have Panache. Yup, and I haven't done anything to lose the Panache. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 60 feet. And that's another 60 feet. Okay, Royari, with two actions, you sprint right the fuck up, past Helg, past Volio, up to, um, these guys. Um, but I will say, unfortunately, as you are running, um, suddenly, you step onto those crystals that they dropped on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you are going to need to make me a... Oh, well, a reflex save. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> David wins. Uh, okay, that's, uh... 35. A 35? Yeah. Crit success. Royari, as you're running, you realize that there are crystals on the floor, but these ones are literally caltrops. Oh. And well, actually, I, th- I think that it's funny if Royari is just like, oh, well, I'm wearing heels. It's fine. Yeah, Royari, you fucking, like, yeah, you're fine. They don't stab you, but these look like really savagely built caltrops. And you have oh, one geez. action left, and these guys are... There's three of them now, and they are panicking. What do you do? I activate... I activate my Aeon Stone that lets me use, um... Um... Comprehend language? Comprehend language, yes. Um... Royari, you do that, and uh, you hear them uh, talking now, um, and that... Certainly becomes, like... We gotta get out of here. The boss is gonna kill us, or maybe these guys are gonna kill us. Ram. Oh, who's the boss? I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. There's caltrops on the floor. Um, Ariado, it is your turn. Uh huh. Man, <sighs> they've all ducked down this really, really long hallway. You can't hear what they're saying, but you can hear kind of like echoing through the cave from that direction. What do you do? You know what she does? What does she do? Witch's broom. (gasps) Oh shit! Ariana, you fucking swing out a broom from uh, your bag of holding, and it looks cool as hell! And you hop on it, and how fast does that take you? Um... Destination on the same plane. Broom speed, uh, speed supported at a fly of 40, uh, speed of 40 feet. Okay, so Ariadne, you'll be able to move 80 feet total now with your last two actions as you fucking fly down. Uh, which means you'll be just ahead of uh, Hell, which is wonderful. And you'll be able to kind of see what's going around the corner. Oh god, this is a lot of running. Uh, it's a good thing I'm not running. Um, but she does Hell kind of But she is now as... practicing her drift. <laughs> Hell flinches as you come around the corner, and uh, you hear her say, What are you doing? As you pass her by. <laughs> um, well, it's... Hmm? Ariana just shrugs. <laughs> she can't <laughs> speak to her, so... Um... It's the little guy's turn. You just discovered that horror of horrors, they're Italian, and they're running away again. <laughs> and they just they just run away. That's what they do. 
Volio, it's your turn. What do you do? This is getting annoying. Uh, this is getting really annoying. There's caltrops on the floor, be careful. How high are the ceilings? Uh, the ceilings are about 20 feet tall in this part of the cave. Can you just fly over the caltrops? Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Uh, and then he's gonna land and sprint again. Okay. Uh, Volu, you get them very quickly. They are backed away into a corner. And standing in front of them, body blocking them, is another one of them. But this guy is much taller and lankier. Um, he's kind of got, like, feathers coming out of his cloak. Uh, and, like, shadow magic coming out of his hands. But, like, you look at him and you realize pretty quickly, this guy's, like, ten levels lower than me. Yeah. Um, you have one action left. What do you do? As this guy looks at you and says, uh, can you bonk him lightly on the head? Uh, yeah, do you want to smack him? I want to smack him, and if I can do it non-lethally, just take Yeah, absolutely, you'll have a mind suit to your roll. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's a 36. A 36? Is that including the minus two? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a crit. Cool. <laughs> How much damage is that? 32, uh, plus 2, plus 6. So, 40. Total? Yep. Um, oh wait, it's a crit, so 80. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 80? Yeah. Well, you fucking mallet him across the face and he goes down. <laughs> Instantly unconscious. Uh, it's Helg's turn. Um, she is... As she's running... Um, and she immediately steps on the caltrops and lets out a and she's fucking mad um, and she spends her last action coming up behind you Volo Royari it's your turn what do you do okay uh, well I forgot to talk about one of my feats. Yeah, because, sorry, uh, Royari, because you are a swashbuckler, you get a skillful trick every uh, alt level, uh, which is basically a diplomacy or acrobatics uh, skill. Mm -hmm. And I got a diplomacy one because I am so sexy. Uh-huh. And I would like to end the fight with... I would like to end the fight, or at least try. Okay. Um, because I have legendary negotiation or negotiator. I'm not legendary sure. Legendary negotiator. I can't see the whole thing. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I would like to end the fight. And I can communicate with these people now, yeah. so... So you can negotiate incredibly quickly in adverse situations uh, for three actions. Um, which is going to be difficult, Royari, because you are, in fact, far away from them and they can't hear you right now. Oh, shit, they left? Sorry, I didn't see them leave. Fuck. Um, okay. Well, if you even anyway. just walked up, like, uh, normally, you wouldn't even have, like... You can get up to them with one action because you're so fucking fast. Um, okay, so I don't need to worry about. But you, you just a regular diplomacy feat, or just a regular diplomacy check might be enough to make them surrender. Yeah, Rayari, Rayari uh, runs up. I think that's like sixty. Yeah, you fucking yeah. dash through this tunnel, past Rolio, past Held, and you're up with them. Rayari's like, <gasps> stop! No one wants to fight. No one wants to be fucked. He just knocked out you the boss just... man, though! He's gonna kill you us! Are he killed the boss you are man! 
You are. You did. He's not dead. He's not dead. He's still. He's in fact still breathing. I want him not to say that's true. If they killed the boss man, he'd have exploded into light. Oh my god. <laughs> Regardless, no one wants to hurt you. We are. We we were just passing through, and then we started getting attacked. No one has to get hurt if we just stop and calm down. Make Please. me a diplomacy check. Okay. Oh god. You I rolled an F1. Nat 1? Yeah. What was that total? A 31. A 31? Good success. Well, regular what? success. Because these guys are in fact level 1. Even with the even with a Nat 1? Yep, their will DC is 14. Oh my god. <laughs> so even on a Nat 1 Royari, this just downgrades it from a crit success to a regular success. And they say, all right, all right, all right, all right. We, 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 we surrender. We surrender. Don't, don't hurt us. Um, okay. And Ariado, you're finally, finally able to get up the dead and figure out what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Just sick drift, uh, <laughs> sick drift U-turn across. Uh, make me an acrobatics or performance check. Oh. Make me an acrobatics or performance check to see how sick it is. Forty. <laughs> it's a sick fucking drift. You kind of skid, and crystal dust flies everywhere. Fan artists go crazy. Um, <laughs> so true. And uh, you hop off your broom, and uh, you look over at Hell, who's like ten feet away from you, and she's like, "Uh, hang on a second. She steps forward uh, between her and Volio. <laughs> Rend them limb from limb for their insolence! What? Uh, what? No! They stopped attacking! Everything's fine! Did you see that drift, though? I did see the drift! Gunk, gunk, gunk. Like Dom Toretto, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think we're gonna cut a little bit forward. Uh. So. You guys are sitting now around a little campfire with them. Um, these, the short guys are tending to you all, handing you all nice little sausages. Um, uh, the tall guy is like, uh, he's got like some ice to his face. And, um, you can tell they're very clearly not human. Um, yeah, of course. And, uh, the tall guy, uh, is speaking now in jilting undercolon. And he's like, uh, uh, you, uh, really pack a punch with your, uh, hammer there, Mr. Clown. Yes. I, I, I consider myself a, a powerful, powerful sorcerer, but, uh, ah, ugh, you almost dislocated my jaw. It's a good, it's a good thing you, uh, chose to, you I know, almost not killed kill. you. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, it is, Are you uh, sure? Mighty I'll make mighty. sure not to hit you with a spike part. <sighs> We're sorry for trying to kill. Are you happy? No. Helg is looming. Yes. Helg is looming like. <laughs> Relax, Helg. We don't need to murder everything that everything and everyone that we come across. 
I'm not bloodthirsty. I'm just mad. I'm potion thirsty. Do you have any healing potions on you? That's not a question. That's a demand. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We uh, we got lots of potions here. It's how we keep Give ourselves alive. Give it here to me right oh. now. Yeah, I mean, yes, we'll we'll do it. We're 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 negotiating. We're uh, we're talking. Yes. Um, so he gives you a uh, moderate elixir of life. Okay, cool. Um, he says, there's more of that where that came from. Who are you? Uh, well, we're the cave boys. Cave boys. Yeah, that's what Weezes. You live in the crystal cave, or the crystal hall, whatever. And, uh... Loves that for you. Yeah. It's nice and safe here, you know. No one comes this far back into the caves. Uh, you know, except for the occasional monster tries to kill and eat us, but, uh... Yeah. We, we got a nice gig here, you know? So, uh, when, when we heard your voices echoing out over the crystals, you know, we, uh... We assumed bad times were coming, so, uh... You know, we activated our security, and, uh... You proved to us that we need better security. Yes, you do. Wait, you could hear our voices? Like, could you yeah, hear yeah, what see, we were saying, or...? No, we couldn't hear what you were saying, but see, uh, the crystals here, they have a funny way of amplifying everything. Making them sound, uh, sound weird. Yeah. You know? yes. hmm. And yeah. just as he's saying that, you hear a weird noise suddenly echo out through the cave of a... <laughs> and, like, they all freeze, like, oh, no, it's the beast. Yeah, no, keep it, keep it cool, keep it cool. What's the beast? Ah, uh, it's not, not we're talking about friends, not when we're in good company! Uh, now, uh, let me, let me introduce myself, uh, my name is Erkiano. uh, pleasure to meet you, Zal. Uh-huh. We, we, um, uh, members of the Caligny. You, uh, surely you know, know all about the Caligny, yeah? No. Huh? What do, is there... That sounds familiar out of character. Is there anything that we can... Yeah, a society check should pretty easily tell you that. These guys are not very uncommon. Okay. That's 17 plus 17. Yeah, okay. Uh, 24. That's... Yeah, you know all about these guys. That's a crit. Okay. Um, you've heard lots of legends about them. Um, the Caligny, once upon a time, were humans. Oh, shit. And then Earthfall happened. Oh? Uh, when the Starstone fell from the sky and basically eradicated all of humankind, certain humans went underground. And uh, these humans very quickly found that life underground is all but impossible. So, they uh, made a deal with some mysterious demigods known as the Forsaken. They would be kept alive by the Forsaken, and in exchange, when they died, rather than moving on to an afterlife, they would just explode into a ball of light and feed the energy of their souls to the Forsaken. Which wasn't really a good deal. It's an even worse deal because the Forsaken are now dead. And they're, uh, they still do that. They still explode into light. They don't get oh, an afterlife. Bullshit. That's fucked up. Wow. Yeah. They're literally 
their an their ancestors made a really bad deal, and they're just living with that for the rest of eternity. Um, they're also Jesus known as the Dark Christ. Folk. Um, they're not bad people. They're not evil. Mm -hmm. But they are a little rambunctious, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as you know, they're, like, eating these sausages and telling you, Yeah, no, uh, Crystal Cave's nice and safe, you know, Crystal Hall here. Uh, but uh, beyond this, it's no good. Um, all sorts of trouble out there. You got, uh, mushrooms. You got, uh... Uh, statues and big scary uh, uh, monsters and stuff uh, and then beyond that in the desert oh, you do not want to go to the desert it's full of worms and uh, those uh, dark elves you know well we think they're dark elves they sure don't look like them what does he look like well we only ever see we only ever see him like from a distance but uh, something something wrong about them, you know? And then Curio kind of like, uh, pulls up his, um, balaclava a little more. Something really wrong about them. Them, uh, them drow. Oh! But the drow. They, they wasn't no normal drow. Something freaky. Something freaky. So that's why we stay here in Crystal Hall, uh, the cave boys, yeah? We, uh, we, we keep oh, ourselves no, safe. Baby. It's all good. Well, that was until... And then... <coughs> and they all freeze again. Is it a big doggy? The beast? The beast, yeah. We haven't seen it yet, but, uh... We know it's dead. It ain't one of our boys. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> We're, uh... A little on edge, you know? Uh... If only there were some uh, big, strong adventurers who could, uh, you know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, we have, uh, we have uh, potions and stuff. Uh, some stuff to help you keep safe from uh, from uh, the dangers outside. Ariana raises an eyebrow. Oh, yes, speaking of, one more, please. We'll give you more if you take care of the, uh, the beasts. If? I'm sorry, who's level 15? Yeah, Hal leans forward and says, I could kill you and make your skeleton stats skunk-gunk-gunk. Volio, help, relax. I've still got needles in my body. I'm a little on edge. I'll take them out. My goodness, dear. We have no need to threaten these people. Look, we, we, I'm just saying, we don't have infinite elixirs, you know? You want our elixirs? You, uh, you take care of the beast. I mean, I don't mind helping you. It's just over there in the cavern yonder. Alright. Oh, you're so lucky I have friends. <sighs> you, uh, you guys think you can handle it? How big is it? Uh, we've never seen it, but, I mean, listen. And they all go by for a second and you hear it. <laughs> kind of echoing through the cave again. Like, that's a, that's like a big monster to me. Well, why not? Sure. Um, Held grunts it. We are seriously going to humor this Caligny. Why not? After they, they attack they... us, we should be uh, eating them alive and taking what they I... owe us ourselves. Gunk, gunk, gunk. Except it would be fun. So uh, what was that, that is... about not being bloodthirsty? I'm angry and vengeful. Gunk, gunk, gunk. I'm sure you are, dear. However, 
I do not believe in eating our enemies. Surface dweller. We can just. Oh, yeah. Boyle leans over to Helm and he's like, I do, though. I'm not looking. I will not say anything if you decide that you want a little snack. Oh, yeah. I will say, everyone, like, you cannot whisper here. The the caves are amplifying what you're saying. All the Ariato, they're threatening to eat them again. I work so hard to help people. And you threaten to eat random people! It's not a if she's going to do it. Oh, God. No eating people. We will help you. I'm very sorry for my friends. They're insane. Um, so... Do you guys want to go deal with this beast? I suppose. I want to. Volio wants those fucking potions. He wants to steal all of them from them and leave them with nothing. Ariana just wants to get this entire thing over with. She's she's just gonna go for it. Okay. Uh, I mean, you guys head off. Um. Uh, Helen kind of comes with you, grumpily cursing under her breath. And as you are approaching, you hear that <laughs> kind of getting louder. Mm-hmm. And as you're walking, suddenly, as you enter a final cave, you see it. The beast. Baby. Oh, oh my god. It's baby. I... Oh yeah. my god. It's so Briari walks into the room and immediately starts tearing up. The, oh! On the other side of the room, there is a canine. It is the size of a puppy. Um, looking at it, you realize it's a maybe a jackal. The thing is, it is made exclusively out of crystals. Um, it's got mostly purple crystals uh, around, like, its legs and its back. Uh, its ears are, are tipped diamonds. Its head is, uh, its face is, like, turquoise, and then its underbelly is a gradient of, like, green crystals turned to gold. And as it sees you, uh, it lets it out. And Can we it skips up to you yes. guys, its tail wagging. Hi. Um, do you guys want towards it? Do you guys want to make a uh, nature check? Well, is too busy petting sure. Bobby. Uh, it is very sharp. Please not care. That is a twenty-four. Not my best roll, but alas, thirty-four. Okay, and Volia, you're not rolling. No. Hell doesn't Puppy. give a shit. Um, Ariado and Royari, you both could succeed. You know what this thing is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a crystal jackal. It's an elemental. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Um, it's an <laughs> elemental from the plane of Earth. Um, originally, um, like, you, it's probably a cousin of a sodhound, which are another very, uh, common type of Earth elemental. It's just a little guy. Um, they're not very strong. They're not very dangerous. Um, as you kind of glance at, uh, around, you see the guy that was supposedly killed as Helg is poking him. 
Um, and you can see that he tripped over his own sh uh, untied shoelaces and killed himself by accident. On a way. <laughs> what the? F on his way to charge and go pet the puppy. Oh, that's sad. Um, well, that's the, so funny. The crystal jackal is uh, instinctively coming up to Ariato. <gasps> Ariato uh, crashes. Let's keep him. Volio, yes. uh, you are hugging him. Uh, Ariado, you're being licked by him. Riara, you are crying. Hell, he is kicking the dead body a little bit. <laughs> um, and uh, the jackal kind of like goes, uh, opens its mouth like it's hungry. <gasps> but, uh, oh my... um, do we know what they eat? Volio's gonna try and like break a crystal off the wall. Yeah, well, you break a crystal off the wall, and immediately it is no longer paying attention to Royari or Ayato, it is paying attention to you. Give me the crystal. <laughs> Give me the crystal. It opens its mouth. It like holds it up, and he's like, oh, sit, sit. Okay. It just fucking jumps for you. It's jumping. It's jumping. Ooh, it's not it? trained, dear. I'm going to train it, and Volio, like, holds out a hand for him to hold. Um, he go. He, he, he's looking at the crystal. Wait. He, like, lowers it. I think... He eats a crystal. He fucking jumps for it. He, I, he starts... Oh, ah, 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 crunching it. And from your bag, <laughs> Volio, Odd Body slinks out, and it's a enemy. <laughs> this is my dream pet. Enemy. Enemy? Enemy. Relax. Are you jealous? Destroy. Odd Body, are you Destroy. jealous of this... Yeah, like, why are you upset? Hatred. He like grabs Oddbody. Why? Uh, he like holds him near his near his face. He's like, why? Why is he enemy? He's baby. I'm baby. You little <laughs> bitch. You oh bastard. my god. You are, you baby. are jealous. Hatred. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> so this crystal jackal uh, is. Uh, immediately you're breaking your promissory out and not to find a cooler dog. Um. I'm not replacing any of them. They are all my babies. <laughs> this is baby. Uh, so baby. What, what are you gonna... What do you do? I mean... We have to keep him. Of course. We didn't say that we were going to kill the monster. We said we take care of it. Uh, Helg looks over to you guys and that's her. And then she exhales and she walks closer and says, What are you doing with the, the sod hound? Guck, guck, guck. Yeah, keeping him is a bit. You're taking the sod hound along with us on this extremely yes, dangerous yes. journey. Guck, guck, guck. Yes. Yes. Can't we also bring the. Can we also bring them back? Ritual. I don't think that we have. I could uh, go back and drop him off and tell them to look after him. Bring a big chunk of crystal with me as his food. Helg picks up uh, the crystal jackal and says, No, we can take him with us. Go, go, go. Okay. I've changed my mind. Go, go, go. Yes. We're taking Is him. He go, not go, go. Is he not Do very. Is he not very. We should name him, actually. Oh. What do we name him, Gug Gug Gug? What do you think we should name him, Hill? Hound, Gug Gug Gug. As he is a hound. That's just. It's a little boy. That's... I was thinking you were gonna do something like Death Destroyer, um, a Blood Lord of the Second World or something. 
if you want a proper name, we will call him Devourer of Suns. That's good. That's good. I get it because he like refracts light. Sunny as a nickname. <laughs> I, I like that. Are we actually going to call this Devourer of Suns or Sunny? Yes. We're yeah. calling him Devourer of Suns, Sunny for short. Thank you. All yes. right. So we're taking Devourer of Suns with us. And Helga's carrying him uh, under her arm. And he's very <laughs> content. He's baby. Ariado is playing with his. Ariado is walking backwards and playing with his face. Do you guys leave with, uh, with Sunny back to the Kaligni? Volio's making sure yep. to grab a bunch of crystals off of the. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. You like you may get like a bulk worth of crystals. Yeah, just for puppy. Yeah, uh, you come back out and uh, the Kaligni see you. And like, hey, you got ah! as they see uh, Sunny, who just goes. <laughs> This is Devourer of Sun, Sunny for short. He is our new friend. It's baby. Yeah, well, um, okay. You know, you, you, you took care of the beast, yeah? Well, um, you really, yes. uh, Look at how cute his face is. Yeah, when I, when I said take care, you know, I meant more. It's polygonal. Well, you won't have to worry about him anymore. Because we're taking him with us. I mean, after, after we, after we're done in, after we're done with everything that we have to do down in the Underdark, we're going back to the surface and you'll never see him again. Yes. He will be ours. Forever. You can't keep him. You say that so possessively. I mean it. They, I think uh, Ercurio kind of exhales this, you know what, just uh, take your potions. Where are you headed from here? You're not not going out that way, are you? He points, like, uh, towards uh, the south exit. He says, Cause that's a that's the bad way. You you're probably gonna want to go back to the way you came. Now we're going no, that way. Well, we're actually you're going, going to deeper, the, yeah. To the black desert. We're going to the yep. world cradle. The work. I don't know what the fuck that is. Well, never you mind. Sweetie. We're go- we're ba- we're going deeper, basically. Well, that's uh cool, I guess. Well, uh, good luck. Do you know anything about that area? No, all I know. And lots of a uh, weird drow. Lots of a uh, there's mushrooms on the way. There's radioactive sand and crystals and stuff. It's uh, no good, no good. Why we stay here? We're the cave boys. Well, I hope you have fun in the caves. Stay safe and also be careful not to run too fast because your friend died um tripping. Oh no. Not Luke, not Luke's shoelaces, uh, Gervos. Oh, how could this happen? That's a tragedy. He always was running everywhere with his shoelaces untied. Jesus. Well, that was his downfall, unfortunately. This Quite lesson always tie your shoes. It doesn't matter how cool you look. That's right, everyone. Always tie your shoes. And if you don't know how, have an adult do it for you. I thought that our can't. I thought that our podcast was rated mature. Yeah, it is for the cursing. <laughs> yeah, but there's some cool kids out there. I don't. You know. No, <laughs> some, you're a kid. Some, some six. If you're six years old and listening to this podcast, I beg of you not to. Not because it's gay or anything, but because Royari talks too much about fucking. Also, did your are, are, where are your parents, child? Mm, coming back in. Coming back in. So. uh... He kind of shrugs and says, listen, take these, uh, 
We got six elixirs of life here. Modred, all of them. But, uh... You take him, you, uh, take care of yourselves, right? Oh, we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, that's gonna be, uh, six elixirs of life. Um, and actually, no, they're not moderate. Sorry, they're greater. Mm. Oh, sick. Uh, so, Volio, do you want to hold on to those? Yeah. He's gonna okay. drink one, actually. Okay. So uh, that's gonna be, now. uh, 76, uh, plus 18 healing. And, uh, with that, you guys get ready to leave and, uh, go deeper into the vaults on your way to the Black Desert? Oh, yes. Alright. So, you spend an entire day walking. Um, as you make your way through Crystal Hall. And eventually the crystals do fade out. And after literally, um... 24 hours, you take like a rest and you keep walking. You eventually come to a new area, and it's first heralded by a single glowing mushroom just growing out of the wall. And as you go deeper, you see the next area. And my god, it is beautiful. Holy shit, wow. A placid but deep pond divides this large cave into two halves. On both sides, giant mushrooms grow as tall as 30 feet from the ground, reaching halfway to the top of the cavern. The walls and ceiling of the western cavern, uh, the western cavern are covered in vines. On the eastern side uh, of the water, and the forest of mushrooms is even denser. Um... It seems to be a forest with giant glowing mushrooms. Fuck yes! It's like that one town in Galar. With a little pond in the middle. Um, and Hell mm. exhales as finally we can hear each other if we are far from one another. Dun, dun, dun. See, it's useful. And she starts stalking your head. God damn it. Oh, <sighs> it doesn't uh, mean you can go ahead. She's gone. Okay. Come on. <laughs> She's got a mind of her own. I think they just kind of walk, uh, keep walking, but while they're walking, Rayari's like, I wonder if we could make, the, uh, I wonder if, um, there's a way to recreate the way that this looks for the circus. Nice. Maybe. We could take some mushrooms back. I don't think that they'll live like that. Also, some of them might be toxic and we should be very careful with, with mushrooms. Oh, you sick I can't eat some? Volio, you are aware that there are mushrooms that can kill you in like 24 hours if you eat them, right? They'd speedrun it and Volio starts picking mushrooms. Okay. No! Um, You live a dangerous life. (laughs) Make me a nature check, everyone. Flat check. I rolled a two. Yep, these are good, good mushrooms to eat. Mm, Yummy. I rolled a 20. Just a regular yeah. 20. Yeah, hey, Royari, fucking poisonous. Fucking poisonous. Fucking poisonous. Don't do that. They're poisonous. Yeah, I rolled a 31. <laughs> like about to put Crit success. Ariado, super poisonous. Okay to touch, not okay to eat. <sighs> no, okay, so we can touch it. Don't eat it, please. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Please don't eat it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, Sunny makes a face at the mushrooms. He doesn't like them. 
like he lets out a few like he now that you're like not in the cave anymore you can hear his bark properly he makes a wind chime noise when he barks oh, oh my gosh oh my god um you are such a beautiful young little boy as you're kind of gasping suddenly uh held calls out and says Companions, Gug Gug Gug, it would appear we have. Well, come look at this, Gug Gug Gug. And she is uh, stopped by one of the trees, and as you approach, you see something you were not expecting to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A T-Rex. One that is dead on the floor and half eaten. Oh... Oh, that's ominous. It's not supposed to be there. A little bit, yes. Helg kind of crosses her arms and says, It is to my understanding, Gug Gug Gug, that Tyrannosaurus Rex is an apex predator, Gug Gug Gug. Supposed to be. Yes, it is. This is why I never go to fucking Vaults of Orv. Everything down here is insane, Gug Gug Gug. It's okay, it's we've fair. killed them before. Should be no problem. I have one back at home that's stuffed. Helix starts stalking off again. She doesn't even respond. No, oh, you're supposed to be impressed. Uh, she pauses actually as she's leaving and she points across the pond and says, Do you see that? Go, go, go. Across the pond. Um, because this part, like, across the, on the uh, east side of the place, yes, there's a mushroom forest, but up through the water, there is in fact a little cave, a little cavern. And what's interesting about this cavern is that it seems to be like stuff outside of it. Hmm. It's only like a little grotto, but like on the outside, you can see that there's like um, writing on the wall and uh, bone fetishes um, some blocks of incense, uh, mm. and there's stuff inside the cave. Mm. Mel kind of points to you and says, What do you make of this? Go, go, go. Bones. She starts making her way across. She, like, waits okay. into the pond and leaves you guys. Well. You don't even react fast enough for her, and she's locked on. <laughs> You're on your own again. Mm. She keeps leaving. Like, should we follow her? Yes, we should follow, yes, let's yeah. follow her. She's not making this easy for you, huh? No. I think Volio takes hold of Sunny and it's gonna wade through the water. As you approach it, uh, you can see that scribbled uh, over the Mount of Cave in Undercommon, uh, particularly in the archaic type of Undercommon, you can see it reads Cave of Visions. Hmm. I don't like that. This is old. And as you kind of duck in, you can see that this small cave is full of vividly colorful mushrooms with strange shapes. The mushrooms pulse and undulate rhythmically, as if dancing to an inaudible tune. And as you kind of make your way inside, um, you can see that there's like a lot of stuff on the walls. Um, Nonsensical scribblings. Um, it, they don't mean anything. You can see, like, the words and letters are from Aklo 
and uh, Undercommon and Elven, but they don't mean anything. It's a lot of, like, mm -hmm. a lot of nonsense. It doesn't mean shit. Mm -hmm. Um, is kind of looking around, and uh, she is kind of stroking her chin a little bit. Well, yeah, not quite a chin. Um, and she says, This appears to be some sort of pilgrimage site. Most fascinating. Gug, gug, gug. Wow. Mm -hmm. Looks And you can see that some of the uh, mushrooms are actually like puffing off spores every once in a while. Mm -hmm. um, and they're very pretty spores. They're like really nice colors. And you would assume people don't just walk into a death trap for a pilgrimage, so... Yeah. Helg shrugs and uh, kind of dips her head into it, into the cloud, and she pulls up and she... Are you good? Yes. I am fine. Is there any effects on you? Would you like to try it yourself? Yes, and Volio does it. Okay, Volio... Oh my god. Make me a fortune save. Um, Volio, you... <sighs> okay. That's fine. Um, it's kind of like... Um, your brain's ticklish for a moment. Ew. He sneezes. Um, does anyone else want to try? Um... You know what? Where he's like, you guys are idiots, and then accidentally walks into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Royari, make me a forge, you'd say. Well... Well, roll three. Twenty-five total, uh, Royari. Twenty. Yeah. That is a fail. And as soon as you inhale that Royari, your eyes glass over and go yellow. Well. And everything happens at once in your head. Uh huh. You are a stupefied tree, and you are staring at the mushrooms, completely entranced. Like, Ariadu and uh, Volio can see that you are instantly, like, hypnotized by these mushrooms. Um, one might even say, maybe you're stoned by them? I don't know how that kind of shit works, but yeah, you are... Tripping. You're tripping! Yes, very much so. And Royari, immediately, as you're staring, suddenly you start having visions. Like, a tide of them. All at once. You suddenly feel the clasp of cold hands on your shoulders and Azulgat pokes his head over your shoulder and lets it out. And you can see this thing is undead. Um, and then a second one and a third one and a fourth one. They grab at you and they pull you under the ground. Um, and as you're pulled under the ground, Royari, you are in an hourglass where there's only black sand. And okay. you... Everything is pitch black except for the sand which is falling and a huge symbol far, 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 far in front of you, but impossibly large. It is a glowing red triangle. Um, it looks burning hot to the touch, but this glowing red triangle is filled corner to corner with eyeballs. Oh. All of which are staring at you and you feel impossibly weak in the face of this thing. And you fall into the sand and you are enveloped and then suddenly you are face to face like inches 
from the face of a drow. And this drow is very, very dead. Its body is wrapped in linen and its face is cast in shadow. But then, it starts to speak to you. And you don't understand a single word of what it says. And... Royari, suddenly, everything goes white. And you are yourself again. Or are you? You are wearing full armor. Um, you are dressed um, with like um, a glow, like a flowing red cape, and um, a symbol on your uh, chest of a rapier. And um, as you're kind of like stumbling a little bit, uh, you catch your foot, and you. You are holding a rapier in your hand, but you are wearing full heavy armor, and there is a crown on your head, and you are on a battlefield. And there is a thing in front of you. This monster, and immediately you know that this thing is a demon. Um, a strange demon. It's towering, um, the size of a building. Um, it's got the head of a tiger, and then, like, um, a scorpion-like tail and weird arms. Um, but you know in your heart what this is. You know that this is a Shemhazen. You know because you've killed many. You have been fighting your hardest here. And off in the distance, far, far away, there is a tear in reality from which these demons are pouring out of. And you steal yourself as the eye of essence around your neck glows bright. And you call out and shout, CHARGE! And from behind you come many other people wearing armor with a sword on a blazoned onto their armor too. And you rush into battle against these demons. And just like that, we cut to Royari uh, just standing there drooling a little bit, staring at the mushrooms. Ariadne and Volio, he's been like that for like 10 seconds now. Volio like pokes him? Non-responsive. Ariadne waves her hand in front of their face. Doesn't blink. Hi, Harry. Shakes her. You good. No response. Oh, I think the fungi got him. How can we stop this? What if I shake you? I tried already. No, no, nothing. But what if I did it harder? You want to try? Yes, the voice starts shaking. Uh, Royari rapidly. No. Royari doesn't even blink. Her eyes are just, like, glowing yellow, and, like, her mouth is kind of frozen in, like, a weird O expression, and, like, she's drooling a little bit. Oh, she's gone forever! Uh, Ariadne? It's a shame, gug, 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 but this kind of thing happens, gug, gug, gug. She's not dead! <laughs> what was that, Hale? You know? Uh-huh. How do you know what happens then? What? I didn't know what would happen to Gunk Gunk Gunk. I saw the cool mushrooms in the cool pilgrimage site, Gunk Gunk Gunk, and I made an assumption, Gunk Gunk Gunk. Uh, Volu grabs Oddbody out of his backpack. He's like, Do you know how to fix this? No. Fuck you, get back inside. Well. Uh, is gonna inspect the mushrooms to see if there's anything she can glean from it. 
make me a nature check, but don't get too close, bud. You don't want to do the same yeah, thing. No. Your fortitude is not perfect. <laughs> don't leave it to Volio, whose nature is a flat check. 29. Uh, 29? Uh-huh. Yeah, you get the feeling that's proximity. Uh, there's still, like, latent, pow- like, pollen in the air, or spores. And as she stays in this cave, she's gonna keep feeling like this. Uh, hey, Volio, help me, help me push Rayari away from this. Because I think, oh, okay. yeah, I think it's a proxy. Let's try, let's try that. Volio just straight up picks Rayari. Okay, well, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Okay, uh, Volio, you leave, uh, with Rayari under your arm. Uh, you hop back into mm-hmm. the pond outside the cave. Uh, splash! As soon as Royari is like hit by that cold water and is not in the cave, uh, Royari, you are wrestled back into consciousness. Royari sort of gasps and is like, "Oh my fucking god! Are you okay? What happened?" Oh. Um. She rubs her eyes and is like, "You know, I've, I've, I've gotten high before, but I've never tripped." <laughs> Oh, the mushrooms. <laughs> yes. Sounds it's crazy. Is it fun? No! It was weird. Are you sure? It was very weird. And Rayari explains the the weird dreams and stuff that they had. Oh, it is yeah. weird. You saw a uh, load of undead Zorgat. A weird triangle uh, that was burning hot and filled with eyes. A mummy drow, a version of yourself that was fighting a horde of demons coming from a wounded reality. Hey, Royari, I think now that you're lucid, I think you realize what that last one was pretty quickly. What was that? I mean, I know, uh, Royari, I I know that it's probably the, the, the fucking the last person that had the yeah that was pure essence Rayari makes a face um whatever those mushrooms are they made you see visions of a previous life that was weird (laughs) oh well do you think if I failed my fortitude save, I would see if I was like a fucking toad or something in a previous life, do you think? You can go do that if you feel like having the worst trip of your life. I want to reconnect with my ancestry. I, I'll be honest, I kind of want to know, but I also don't want to know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Helg shrugs and says, That was simply what Roy Ari saw. It's possible that you might see something else. Go, go, go. Uh, and uh, Sunny starts barking, just like. Oh, oh I feel so much better after hearing. He's not looking at you, Rary. What is it? What do you see? He's barking at something. What is he barking at? Behind you, whatever it is. Fully turns around. Uh, there's a fucking eyeball sticking out of the water. Um, it's kind of like um, it's on a stick Um, you know Chester in Don't Starve the way it's like a little eyeball on a stick Mm -hmm. it's like that that's coming out of the water Um, it's a green slimy stick and um, there's tree eyeballs on the top of the stick all of which are um, 
yellow, and they're facing in different directions. And one of them is facing you, and it's just kind of looking. And Sonny is barking at it. He doesn't like it. Sonny hates it. Oh. Stop looking at a dog. You're upsetting him. What do you do? It's just looking? The hell? Yep. Wooly throws like a crystal at it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Uh, You throw the crystal at it, and it hits the eyeball, and it kind of winces, and then it starts to rise up. Oh Oh god. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That's what H to T was. Um. Oh. Uh. The creature stands up, and it is massive. Like, probably twice the size of an elephant. And it's cut. It's kind of got, like, the head of a frog without the eyes. The eyes are on that, like, weird uh, antenna coming from its head. Uh, And it's got, like, a chunky uh, bipedal body. But instead of arms, it's got four lashing tentacles. And from its weird fanged mouth, it's got a long barbed tongue. And it lets out a weird... Um, And I think you hear Helg immediately say, Oh, fuck. Um, what? Do you guys want to make me a? Uh... Oh God! What would you roll for this? Occultism. Okay. Okay. All right. Thirty-two. What did you get, Rari? Seventeen. I rolled a one. Okay. Uh, Royari and uh, Volu, Volu, you are like, oh no! It's the fucking mummy drow! <laughs> um, and he's a vampire. And he's a vampire as well. Um, Ariado, though, you recognize this thing from the books you read with Raylam. Um, oh no! This thing, Ariado, is a frog hemat. Huh? An alien monstrosity, um, which lurks in the deepest caverns of the world and straight up eats dinosaurs. And dragons sometimes. Um, they're like first edition D&D monsters too. Oh boy. And it's kind of rising up and it's at a... As it takes another step closer and its tree eyes on a pole are staring at you, and it's getting, like, it clearly is looking to devour you all. What do you do? (laughs) Uh, Kill it? Try? Get out of the way? Do we come in peace, question mark? Yeah, no, it's not buying that. Uh, The frog hema lets out a final as it rumbles towards you, splashing through the water extremely quickly, uh, getting ready to rip you all to shreds and devour you as you have your first real encounter in the depths of the Darklands.
This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Introduction, Sophia Varela, G. Barbera, Luke, Clown, Kiki, Sarah B., Alexandra Magno, Jordan Cuttlefish, Seth, Ravona Dark Glow, Dolore, Kiera, Lichalope, Gizmo, Talison, Matthew, Cass, Fabel McElduff, Black Dragon Gaming, Ava, Chris Lutman, Rem T. Bright, Chunk, Steph, Emmelyn, Cone Without Name, Sean C., Natasha Lee Lumley, Rhiannon C., Ellie, James R., Kane Kendrick, Donald Bewley, Sky Evangeline, Teslaet, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Harley Fleming, Jolene, Anna Maria, Felicia, Roxy, Jordan, Cynical Casey Corn, Emmeline Lerderna, John the Book Hoarder, SS66 Seeker, Leon, Lynx, Dame Valerie the Third, Sierra. If you'd like your name in these credits, or ah, no, I can't. I need. If you'd like your name in these credits, or just want to support us, visit us at Patreon.com/slash/DiceWorld. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.